Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, this is Susan here from Inside Yorkshire. I'm sitting today with Stu Price at the Dales Bike Centre, a very busy man indeed. (laughs) Certainly today. Certainly today. Now, um... Stu's at the bike centre in Fremington, Low Fremington, aren't you, in the Yorkshire Dales in Swaledale. Yeah. So first thing I wanted to ask you really was, um, where are you from? Are you local or have you moved into the area? Uh, well, originally I'm from Tyneside, a quaint little fishing village called South Shields. And, uh, and I escaped there um, yeah, nearly 30 years ago now. Right. And what brought you here? Uh, well, through a mutual friend, actually, uh, I got uh, it was suggested to me that I should come down and stay at Grinton Youth Hostel because uh, the mountain biking in this area is really good. So I came down for a weekend mountain biking and then ended up staying the week. And then the following weekend, I moved in and I started working for the YG. Right. So they offered you a job on the spot, basically. Yeah, didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd not long been made redundant from my former job. Uh, an apprenticeship when I was uh, when I was a young lad, and uh, so I took the opportunity to uh, to move to the countryside, and especially I mean Swaledale just grabbed me the minute I got here. Really, I think it has that effect on a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you arrive thinking you're only going to be here for a short while, and then thirty years later you're still yeah. around. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yes. Um, okay, so if you could give me a little bit of um, information then about your background. You say you were an apprentice. What were you apprenticed at? Yeah, I did an engineering apprenticeship. Um, and uh, so I kind of got made redundant from that. And then, uh, like I say, I moved uh, and to Swaledale, started working at the youth hostel. I did that for uh, maybe two years. And then uh, I did a few local, a few jobs locally, a bit of building work, a bit of tractor driving. And then I bought uh, 10 second-hand bikes in 1996, and here we are today. Right. So cycling then, from at what age did that interest you? Uh, well, I guess, you know, from an early age, really, uh, when I got a bike as a, as a very young lad, uh, it's your independence, it's your bit of freedom, so... My first bike, I just remember, uh, you know, traveling all over, riding all, all over Tyneside on it. And then uh, as I got a bit older, uh, the bikes got a bit bigger. Uh, and then bikes had uh, uh, basically big BMXs with gears and they called them mountain bikes and they were fantastic. And that's, that's it really. I've ridden mountain bikes and, and road bikes ever since. Right, and mountain bikes, I guess, specifically here, really, because of the terrain that you're cycling over, they'd be the the best, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Swaledale, anyway. Yeah, mm. certainly. Off, I mean, Swaledale is a fantastic uh, dale in uh, in the Yorkshire Dales, and certainly one of the best places in the north of England for mountain biking. And um, there's just miles and miles of trails and tracks, uh, you know, and there's plenty of climbs, plenty of descents, plenty of rocky stuff. So no, it's a big play park, really. And what um, what decided you then to obviously you were renting bikes out, hiring bikes out from the youth hostel. At what point did you decide that you wanted to branch out and have your own place here? Well, I guess what happened was I was hiring bikes out in ones or twos, and that wasn't really working out at that time. So we started taking I started taking groups out, all sorts of groups, 
so I would lead the group and there would always be groups of you know six or seven people and so there was a lot of school groups youth groups uh, we used to do a bit of work with the military uh, corporate events um, and that worked really well um, and we ended up having you know up to about 50 or 60 bikes at one point um, and then we started running a lot of guided mountain biking weekends and skills courses in Swaledale and uh, we kind of got a bit frustrated uh, with uh, the setup and, and the accommodation and the cafes and stuff not really being geared up for bikes uh, and I guess when I say we I do mean myself and my wife Brenda because um, Bryn- Brenda brings a lot of expertise into this as well um, so she was born and raised in Swaledale and then she uh, moved away uh, you know to be educated and, and find a career if you like and she ended up uh, being the head of centre of an outdoor education centre and I had quite a lot of expertise in bikes if you like um, she enjoyed baking and uh, it just seemed the obvious <laughs> thing to do was to build our own bike centre so that's what we did And any problems then getting the plans through with the local authorities? Well I guess in the early days you know cycling wasn't uh, what it is now um, and when we sort of first approached the Yorkshire Dales National Park, they were quite hesitant. Um, they didn't really grasp who our customer was. They didn't really grasp our vision, if you like. And there was nothing else in the country that we could say, here you go, a bike centre with cafe, accommodation, and a bike shop in the same location, and it works really, really well. We couldn't do that because there was nothing in the country. We couldn't find anything. So the Yorkshire Dales National Park, they took a bit of a punt on with really and gave mm. up planning permission I'm talking more 12 13 years ago um, so yeah so then it took a, a year to find the money a year to build so it was five years from an idea to uh, to doors open right so when was it what what year did you open uh, we opened uh, December 2008 I think it was we've been right. yeah December 2008 we've been open just about 10 years Right, right. And now you've um, you've been given permission to expand, I understand. Yeah, the business has flourished. Um, you know, cycling is huge now. And we're seeing so many more people cycling. We're seeing loads of people mountain biking, loads of people road cycling. And uh, we've outgrown uh, the current site. We need a bigger cafe. We need more accommodation. We need more storage. We need a bigger bike hire storage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need more parking. So... We've been working with the National Park for about 18 months on an expansion plan um, and uh, those plans got passed uh, in May so we're, uh, we're starting the journey again to uh, find some money and build a new, uh, a bigger bike centre. Sure and I don't suppose when you first opened up that you had any idea how big it was going to be here with the Tour de France that came through. I mean the Tour de France was huge but I think before that I think 2012 was the year we saw a big change. It was the year Bradley Wiggins won the tour and won the uh, the Olympic gold medal. That was the year. We just started seeing so many more people on bikes. It was amazing. And then the Tour de France coming uh, down Swaledale in 2014, that was just immense. Past, we had Past the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right past the door. We had the maddest weekend ever here. We I'm sure. We had about 2,000 people camping here for the weekend. We had a bar, big screen. We had all sorts going on. It was, it was, quite, a, um, it was quite a time. 
And the people of Yorkshire really got behind it, didn't they? I mean, even, well, well before the actual event itself, all the villages with the decorations up and those big giant cheeses and all sorts of things. Yeah, People Yorkshire really grabbed it. Yes. Yeah, Yorkshire really grabbed it and ran with it. And, uh, you know, Yorkshire, um, it really makes me proud to, to, to think back of um, the way the villages were and, uh, you know, and how excited everyone got. Uh, and the amount of people riding that stage was incredible. I mean, there was thousands of people rode that stage before the Tour de France came uh, down Swaledale in 2014. Got people coming in advance once they knew yeah. once they knew where it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I think it was funny because I remember I remember the day that the route was announced, and we worked out that the route was coming past our door. Uh, I remember the day distinctly because we were absolutely, we were beside ourselves with excitement. And then I remember the day, which was only a few weeks after, the day the first cyclist called in that was actually riding the stage. And it was about, you know, wet weekend in February. It was absolutely chucking it down with rain. It was freezing cold. And the guy walked in here, he was absolutely cold to the bone, but he was the first one that we had riding the stage. It was crazy. It was really, really funny. And and so on it goes. Now we've got the tour, the annual Tour de Yorkshire, haven't we? Yeah. That is running in different sections, different places throughout yeah. the county. Yeah, we've not seen the Tour de Yorkshire yet. It's, we've been very close. Mm. Richmond um, last this year, yeah, this year, yes. Yeah. And Richmond really got behind it. Mm. It was great to see. And then I went and watched it on Park Rush, uh, which is the top of a big climb uh, on the Sunday. Um, but Yorkshire have done an amazing job of uh, carrying on, you know, a legacy from the Tour de Yorkshire, uh, from the Tour de France rather. Uh, you know, they really have done an amazing job. And the amount of visitors and foreign visitors that we're getting now is incredible. Now, just this week we've had... Uh, German visitors, we've had Dutch, we had a, um, a Belgian guy staying last night, uh, we've had Argentinians hiring bikes, uh, you know, people are coming from, you know, far and wide. And you hire a lot of bikes now, then I understand, I think you were telling me, that you have electric bikes here as well. Yeah, yeah, so for we've got... Yeah, for those of us who are not as able, because I can't get up the hills personally. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge growth market in the UK, um, is electric bikes. Um, so these are battery-assisted bikes, um, a pedal assist, so you have to be pedaling. Um, and, uh, and it just opens up the cycling and, and uh, to a much wider audience, people who wouldn't necessarily get on a bike because it is quite hard around here, it's quite hilly, and it opens up the deal to, to everybody. It's been quite a game-changer this year. We've seen loads of people... Um, have been hiring our, our e-bikes. Yes, I, I actually hadn't realised that you had those. Um, I think I'll have to give it a try myself. You should do. <laughs> you should do. Because I find it very hard with the gears and I end up getting off when it gets too hilly. Um, right, the trails. There's the Swale Trails just opened. Was it April this year? The Swale Trail opened up nearby? Yeah, so the, that's a project the National, the Yorkshire-Dales National Park have been working on for quite a while. Um, so there's a, uh, there's a, there was an existing bridleway network um, that uh, goes from uh, the village of Grinton close by and it's about 20 kilometres up to the village of Keld and the National Park developed that. They've signed uh, the route, 
They've uh, done loads of remedial work along river banks. They've uh, cut the trees back. They've put a really good surface down, sorted out all the gates. They've created a route map. Um, the National Park have done a really, really great job of it. And it's, and it's you know, reaping the rewards. There are so many people cycling that trail now. And I guess it's much more user-friendly for families, isn't it? Because the roads here are quite narrow with the stone walls. And I think maybe if you've got a couple of youngsters with you, you probably feel a lot safer. I think, understandably, families are nervous of taking, you know, young kids onto uh, onto the roads. And um, to ride off-road around here is quite tough because you've got a lot, quite a lot of climbing to do. So Swale Trail has certainly opened up, um, you know, riding in the Yorkshire Dales to, to a much wider audience. I mean, it's not easy. There's still a few little ups and downs. And as you get further up, up the dale, it, it is, you know, quite tough. But there is quite large sections of it that families are doing, um, you know, and really having a great time. Mm. Yes, it certainly, uh, it certainly has taken off. Now then, can you tell me a bit more about the setup as you have it here now, the actual accommodation that you have? I know you've got this marvellous cafe and I know Brenda bakes and keeps the locals happy with cakes as well, not just the visitors. Yeah, so we've got a cafe and uh, Brenda, my wife and, and partner in the business, she she does all the baking at the moment. She works so hard and she's so proud of the cakes that she bakes. She does an amazing job. So the, the cafe is really, really popular. And then we've got accommodation. So we've got 14 bed uh, bunk accommodation. And uh, we have, obviously we've got a bike shop. So we do a lot of running repairs, a lot of bike servicing. Uh, we obviously we've got bike hire. So we've got a fleet of around about 40 bikes, maybe 50 bikes. Uh, and then we do mountain bike guiding. Uh, I've been out this morning with a, uh, with a client uh, taking uh, taking in some of the, the trails around here. So, yeah. Right, so quite a variety. And what will you be expanding to? Do you want to tell us how many you're going to have when it, the new accommodation is built? Yeah, so the uh, the cafe will go from, currently we've got 23 seats indoors um, and we're going to go up to 70 seats uh, undercover. So that's going to be great. That's going to be fantastic in the winter. The whole idea with the expansion plan is to extend our season so you know a bigger cafe more bike storage and the we've got a new accommodation block going up so that's going to be uh, more twin and double and family rooms en suite with a bit more space um, and and uh, more storage and just better facilities really um, for extended stays and also stays further into um, you know that the out season if you like mm. Now, outside here, I know you've got this huge canopy at the moment, which um, is quite, uh, well, it's lovely to sit under, I'm sure, if you arrive here hot and sweaty after a, lo- after a long bike ride. And it's we've had some fabulous weather, haven't we? And you've got the canopy out there and you've got a big leather sofa as well that you can recline on, I know, <laughs> which is very popular, I'm sure. Well, it's funny because that leather sofa we bought about uh, six years ago, seven years ago for an, an event and uh, basically we we're, we're tried to, it was an outside event and we tried to recreate the cafe in the middle of a field at a mountain bike event. So we had, uh, uh, we took table, chairs, coffee machine and cake 
uh, to the event and um, the the leather sofa just kind of morphed its way into the bike centre here so it comes out every summer underneath the canopy. <laughs> yes, very comfortable I can vouch for it myself. <laughs> right, now then, up and coming events. I know next, is it next weekend? Yep, next weekend. Next weekend you've got Ard Rock, haven't you? Which, how regulated does that come? Is that annually or...? Yeah, so the Ardrock Enduro is a is a is a mountain bike event. It's it's I think it's its sixth sixth year this year. Um, so that started out uh, a little event of around about two hundred and fifty three hundred riders, and that's grown and grown. And uh, we've got about four thousand riders coming to Swaledale that weekend. There's a series of of, cycle, of mountain biking events running over the weekend. Um, not everybody's doing the same course at the same time, um, but it's huge. And what a great event. I'd love to go. I'd love <laughs> to go. But unfortunately, I have to work. Well, I was going to say, it's a very busy weekend for you here, isn't it? It's yeah. a shame, really, that you can't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. One day I might be able to turn up. <laughs> but yeah, it will be. Uh, you know, we have um, uh, the bike shop will be flat out doing bike repairs uh, and sorting out people's bikes. The, uh, the cafe here will be busy. We also have an outside catering tent going on. So uh, that'll, be, that'll be pretty busy. And the guys organising the event, they'll be, uh, they, they're, they've already been around a lot over the last month. And uh, they'll be arriving on Sunday and they'll be here for 10 days setting up the event and then, um, you know, closing it all down really. And it takes over completely. I, I know the first time it, it was here, it seemed like there were a lot of people, but then each year, it's absolutely huge, isn't it? Spilling out into all the fields round about. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fabulous. fabulous. It is. It's such a huge boost for the deal, you know, the economy. Um, and, and also what it is, it's, a, a, it's great for broadcasting you know, Swaledale to a huge audience, you know, 4,000 mountain bikers and their families often, uh, and they're all going away at the end of the weekend, having had a most amazing time and taking really good memories of Swaledale away with them. And they're coming back, mm. you know, and the weekend itself, you can't get an overnight stay. You cannot get a bed within a 20 mile radius uh, of, of the event. And, uh, you know, there'll be seven fields of camping. Yes. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it is such a great event. And really good atmosphere, I'm oh, sure. It is. Fabulous, it's a great isn't it? And the, the organisers, you know, they're so careful. <laughs> <laughs> the organisers are uh, going to, you know, the nth degree to, mm. um, to organise and have as minimal impact locally in terms of disruption, but also, you know, to leave the place absolutely spick and span afterwards yes well that's good isn't it from your point of view particularly with that with the huge numbers that yeah. they have when they're I mean, doing within, it within two or three weeks of the event you'll hardly be able to work out it's been here mm. and i think part of the um well the effect of the the tour de, tour de france when it came the televised the, the televised content that went out showing of um well aerial views of all the scenery I think some people were, and you'll get this from other events when people come and they don't know the area and they see how beautiful it is, but also how challenging it is for the, the, the cyclists. I think that's really what's, uh, what, what's built it up so much, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, the, the Tour de France came here because of the great scenery, but also the tough climbs, you know, the fast descents, the hard rock enduro, that comes here because of the, uh, you know, the tough riding, the steep rocky descents. I mean, it is a gnarly event. It is tough going. Um, and and broadcasting that to such a huge audience is, uh, you know, it's you, you can't measure the, no, the benefit sure. of that. Mm. And have you have you actually cycled the any of the the sections of either what they're doing with Ard Rock, but yeah, also I mean, the the Tour de France? The uh, well, I mean, likes of the Ard Rock Enduro, the um, you know, kind of go around uh, beforehand as the guys are setting up the course and have a uh, have a little go, um, you know, all in the. Uh, in the guise of uh, you know making sure the course is safe and research, and research, research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all in the, in the guise of research. Um, so yeah, so get to ride the course or some of the sections beforehand leading up to it. But obviously, the weekend of the it's event just manic, itself, isn't it? it's, it's manic. Just, yeah, you couldn't so possibly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now then, I know that you're exceptionally busy, and I know today you've already been out, apart from a, a guided bike ride, you're a retained fireman, aren't you? <laughs> the local fire service. And one of the things that we are we were aware of when we set up for the interview was that if your beeper goes off, you've got to just leg it and go, haven't you? Can yeah. you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so I'm a retained firefighter for North Yorkshire Fire and Rescue. Uh, the, our, my nearest station is Reith, so we have to be within four minutes of the station. And then, you know, if the alerter goes off, we carry an alerter all the time. If the alerter goes off, that's it. Drop what you're doing and away we'll go. Uh, and then jump on the fire engine and, and work out where we're going and what, what's wrong kind of thing. And what you're responding to. What I know you've had a few, you were saying that you've had a few call-outs due to the control burning this Oh, we've had all this sorts. This week. Yeah, yes. we've had all sorts. Yeah, we've had all sorts. I mean, this morning it was... Um, a small house fire um, which was kind of uh, sort of relatively easily dealt with um, we've had a couple of sort of grass fires we've had all sorts mm. and when you see what's been in the news recently it's uh, it's good to know that you're watching out for us all and you can respond quite quickly in the local area yeah I mean you know everybody's on tender hooks the Yorkshire Dales is in a, an extreme fire risk uh, period at the moment um, but everybody's been really careful and uh, you know, and there's lots of eyes watching. So uh, you know, there's, there's, um, if anybody sees a, uh, a wisp of smoke, then we're getting called out. So uh, you know, all with the best of intentions, but sometimes it's something, sometimes it's nothing. But you know, would rather be called out for sure uh, than uh, than something actually taking hold. I was going to say a false alarm is not a huge problem. It's no, if somebody doesn't all. call it when it's needed. That's right. Yes, yeah. we're, we're never complain if we're getting mm. called out and. Would, would never complain, would never mourn. You'd just go no, and we'd go. just have a look. How many firemen are, are on the, the team here? Well, we're, we're kind of a bit low in numbers at the moment. We're at Reef Station, we've got eight, eight firefighters in the crew at the moment. When I joined, those 12. So we could do with a few more, really. Um, but it's difficult because of work commitments and... Uh, you know, you've got to live within four minutes of the station. So it's not it's not easy for um, uh, for people to to give up the time, really, and, and to be available. Um, as it happens, it works really, you know, it works well for me. Um, I feel sorry for my poor wife uh, when my alerta does go. Because it's not just me in the fire service, really. She's in the fire service as well, because she has to pick up all the bits when I run out of the bike shop. <laughs> 
Yes, I was thinking, considering how busy you are at the moment, to have you out on call is not ideal for her, is it? Yeah, we've had about 15 bikes out on Hayat today. Um, so uh, so I get called out and she has to deal with all those bikes coming back in. And then we had um, customers arriving that are staying for the night. So she had to sort all that out as well and run the cafe as well. And uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's been a pretty hectic afternoon. It has been a hectic afternoon. Okay, Stu, just to ask you then, if anyone wants more information, how would they get in touch with you to find out what you have to offer and what your availability is and that sort of thing? Yeah, you can go online and have a look at the website, uh, www.dalesbikecentre.co.uk. You can also kind of follow us on Instagram, and uh, Facebook, and it's all Dale's Bike Centre. Okay, so that's the best way um, to, to actually contact you if they want to come and stay. Yeah, you can book bike hire online, you can put your accommodation online, or if you want to fire some questions, then yeah. And presumably you advise, well in fact I know you advise, because I have asked myself about the best places to cycle around here for different abilities that sort of thing yeah we've got loads of route maps so there's the Yorkshire Dales printed map which is uh, of Swale Trail and then we have our own maps that we have printed up for um, the mountain bike trails around here and then we have routes um, set out for road riding and so yeah any information about cycling then um, yeah you're the man (laughs) and Brenda's the woman (laughs) you're a good good partnership yes no that's great okay well thank you very much Stu for agreeing to this interview it's been good to talk to you yeah you're very welcome thank you okay that's Susan signing off from Inside Yorkshire